Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The Hot Talk Podcast is brought to you by Heinemann Services. Heinemann Services is a family owned and operated business whose work ethic and customer service will restore your confidence in handymen. They offer interior and exterior projects for your home or business, including repairs, installations, small remodels, landscaping, decks, fencing, and much more. Call Corey and his crew today at 479-347-9336. That's 479-347-9336. Falling too fast to prepare for this. Tripping in the world could be dangerous. Everybody circling his vultures. Negative, nepotist. Everybody waiting for the fall of man. Everybody praying for the end of times. Everybody hoping they could be the one. I was born to run. I was born for this. Whip, whip, run me like a race horse. Pull me like a rip cord. Break me down and build me up. I wanna be the slip, slip. Word upon your lip, lip. Rather that you rip, rip. Break me down and build me up. Whatever it takes. Razorback fans, thanks for tuning in. My name is Kyle Sutherland alongside Porter Hayes to my imaginary right. This is episode number 96 of the Hog Talk Podcast. If you have not already, please be sure to subscribe. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, wherever you listen to your podcast. We are there. And while you're there, please be sure to give us some star power and leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. Now that we're going to be covering mostly during this show is, of course, what came out. Earlier this week, at the end of the week, I guess, and that would, of course, is Hunter Juracek talking about coaches being able to, U of A coaches being able to schedule games with UCA and Arkansas State, excluding football, which that could possibly be coming down the road, but that will be a discussion for later. And Porter, I know that you and I have talked about this before, and I don't necessarily disagree with it happening i don't particularly agree with it happening i'm right there in the middle and i'm notorious many times for being one of those guys that has cop-out answers and is right in the middle of the road but I, i truly am in the middle of the road on this i still don't really think that arkansas has anything to gain whatsoever from this i want to get your opinion first before i go into mine because i know that you do support this so just kind of talk about exactly where you're at on it and what you think of the decision that was made the other day. Well, I mean, I think it's a step in the right decision or direction, excuse me. Uh, yeah, I honestly, I do support the, the game because I think it would bring, I mean, to me, I guess the, the big picture of what I think this game depends on is if they want to keep going forth with playing games in War Memorial Stadium. Because if they played that game in one Memorial Stadium, they know they would get a huge draw. It, they could make a big weekend. And last time we talked about it, I mean, you played the Salt Bowl on Friday night, and then you play Arkansas Arkansas State game, you know, game one in one Memorial Stadium. That would be a huge weekend for, you know, Little Rock, and and keep it, and and it almost would make every single person in the state happy. You know, do they do they gain from it? No, but I mean, but yet you're also playing. Nickel State, you're playing ULM. Why not play a, a Sunbelt team in your own state? And when they opened up UCA, I mean, there's your FCS school. So, I mean, especially with all this COVID stuff and 
the financials of it. I mean, it really makes sense to make it happen because you're you're giving these schools money to to play you and it keeps it in state. And plus, I guarantee you that Arkansas State would give them more competition than a nickel state or a, a roast beef state. You know, these schools that you know, coastal Carolina, you know, and it would honestly I think it would quite a lot of the Arkansas State people who would be like, well, we could be Arkansas. I think that if Arkansas, they played, I don't know if the logistics, if it's going to be a two-on-one two where they play twice in Fayetteville and once in Jonesboro. I don't know how all that would work out. Um, but I, I just think it would be good for the state as a whole to make this game happen. Uh, there is a lot to lose if they lost the game, but I mean, we're thinking this ain't going to happen five or six years down the road. Um, and I think that's the reason why they're not emphasizing on it right now, because of the state of the program that Arkansas is in. I mean, there's a big chance that Arkansas State, because, you know, they're going to come in pumped, ready, hyped to play this game. And, man, we seen Hunter Yurtek's face last year, you know, when they were losing. And just the, the you've seen his face and the disappointment. Could you imagine his face if they played this year against Arkansas State and Arkansas State won? I mean, it would be. In my eyes, it'd be catastrophic to the program because that's the one team that you never wanted to play, and you do, and then you get beat. I mean, hell, back in I can't remember what year the women's NIT when Arkansas State played Arkansas women's in basketball, and they they beat them. They made a DVD out of it. So I mean, it it means a lot to Arkansas State. That's where I do agree with it. Talking about what you were mentioning just a second ago, you're already playing. FCS schools at least one every single year. So you've got UCA right there, which UCA definitely over the last couple of years would have given Arkansas some competition. So would Arkansas State. And you you think about, I, I don't know that it would be like an every year thing. I know there's plenty of people that want it at War Memorial Stadium every year, just as you mentioned. But where I don't really think that there's anything to gain from it is I had a lot of conversations with people about this in, in Texas. Now, Texas it, no other states in this in this entire country hold a candle to football in that state. Maybe Ohio and Florida are probably the closest ones that do. And when you really think about it, you think about the number the number of I think there's six power five or six power five schools in Texas or four something around there. But there's about eleven FBS schools. Well, if 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 you play if A and M were to play Texas State, then which they did last season. That really wouldn't get a whole lot of publicity. Well, you're in Arkansas, a much smaller state, where really the only Division One schools you have, U of A, Arkansas State, and UCA, just the, the three that I had just mentioned previously. And I think about the most recent time that any major sport from the University of Arkansas played another in-state school, which was in baseball in 2019, when UALR came to Fayetteville and just beat the snot out of the Razorbacks 17 to seven. And at that time, it was one of those deals where, yes, there was a lot of people saying, well, look at, look at what happened here. That could happen in football. That could happen in basketball. But in turn, all that did was help them. Even coach Van Horn said it, they got their act together that weekend and then they made a college world series run. And now we, we hardly even hear about it. I had honestly forgotten about that until I started doing research for this podcast and it got brought up. And I think that's really what it would be if, let, let's say that they played 
as you mentioned, in 2025, five years down the road, because it's, it's going to be probably at least four to five years realistically. They play four or five years down the road. Arkansas State wins by a touchdown. And they have bragging rights really for that year, but it's probably not going to be talked about a whole lot once the football season is over, May, more than likely, because at the end of the day, you're still going to beat them in recruiting. You're still going to beat them in facilities, and you're, you're going to for sure beat them in popularity. I'm, I am 100% serious when I say this. I probably had this conversation with at least about 15 to 20 people while I was in Texas, and there were more people that have heard of UCA than Arkansas State. Now, granted, that's probably because there's a lot of Texas schools in the Southland Conference. That's more than likely because you've got Stephen F. Austin, you've got um, Sam Houston, a couple of uh, Nick, uh, Lamar. And so that, that might be a little bit of an irrelevant point. But what I'm saying is this rivalry really started, or not rivalry, this discussion really started to pick up in 2012 when – John L. Smith came in, the debacle of Bobby Petrino, Gus Malzahn was at Arkansas State, and Blake Anderson took over for Gus Malzahn and has done a great job, don't get me wrong. But I think that there are plenty of Arkansas State fans who are truly delusional enough, and I, and I mean that in the nicest way possible, but are truly delusional enough to think that they can hold a candle to the University of Arkansas. And we've seen, especially over the last two to three years, that despite how awful the Razorbacks have been, maybe the worst Power 5 team in college football, along with Rutgers, that they're still the supreme team in the state. And so that's kind of why I, I just I don't think there's anything to get. Yeah, it would be a lot of fun. I'm with you. I think that it would be a lot of fun tailgating and jawing back and forth and all that. That part would be fun. But I just really don't think at the end of the day that there's really anything to gain from this. I still feel that way. Well, and, you know, on Arkansas State side of it, you know, they're wanting to kick a dog while it's down. You know, they know Arkansas's down right now. So, yeah, of course they're jumping on it. We could beat them. We could beat them. There was nothing said about Arkansas State playing Arkansas back in 2010, 2011, and in the 06 years with McFadden and all that. You know, there was no talk of it. And, and it kind of correlates with winning. Now, if – Arkansas was to play Arkansas State, and Arkansas State wins by touchdown. But yet Arkansas still goes, say, 9-3 and three and makes a respectable bowl. You're not going to be talking about the loss to Arkansas State as much because you made a good bowl game, you won it, right? Now, if it was like last year, 2-10 and 10 and you get beat by Arkansas State, that's where it could change the whole narrative on how bad your season was because you were 2-10 and 10 and you let Arkansas – kind of like the Western Kentucky deal. You know, Ty Story, a guy who couldn't get things going for, for Arkansas, goes to Western Kentucky, comes back and just waxes Arkansas at Fayetteville. That was embarrassing. And probably one of the most embarrassing losses of the year because of the storyline. What it has to do with Ty Story. But on Arkansas' side, look, if you're opening everything up and you're saying we're going to play you in everything but football and this keeps on happening – to me, it's almost a bad look on Arkansas because, to me, it seems like you're ducking them. You're, you're, you're not wanting to play them in football. And right now, he's trying to see where Sam Pittman takes this program because I guarantee you, if Sam Pittman breaks this team open and he gets them to eight, seven, eight, nine win season, I guarantee you they're going to want to play Arkansas State. If, if he goes and he doesn't have the success and they're winning four, five, six games a year, the more likelihood – 
of them wanting to schedule Arkansas State, I, I think it becomes more diminished. I, I think it all depends on the the program, the state of the program of Arkansas if this game happens. And also, like I said, with Little Rock, I, I think if they're going to want to play this game in Little Rock, it could really boost Little Rock and they could maybe get some renovations done down in Memorial Stadium. And, you know, we've had the conversation of should they play Little Rock games or not? I mean, I've seen a lot of great highlights over the past 10, 15 years. And a lot of those games were in Little Rock when they played LSU and they were playing Ole Miss and they were playing South Carolina. When, when Arkansas is winning, none of this is even a conversation. They wouldn't be having the conversation of should we, would we play in, in, in Little Rock one game a year if they were winning. But now that they're not winning and they did the big upgrade at Razorback Stadium in Fayetteville, now – they're like, well, we need to just play more games. Uh, to me, it's a cop-out because I think if they were winning, they were winning like they were back in 2010, 2011, and they were winning those games against LSU and Little Rock, it wouldn't be – I don't even think it would be a conversation. Well, and as well as they did under Bobby Petrino, they did even better under Houston Nutt. I believe it was like the first three years that Houston was there, maybe even more than that. They were undefeated until LSU beat them in 2000. Actually, it was longer than that because Houston Nutt came in 98, and I don't believe they lost a game in War Memorial until 2004 when LSU just beat the snot out of them. But Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I think he was like 8, 8-0, 9-0 in, in Little Rock. Yeah, it may have been even I mean, more it than was that. Something it was, like that. Yeah, so it was winning even more, and then Petrino did pretty well there. Bielema did not do very well there at all, and uh, almost almost lost to Samford uh, his first mm-hmm. season. I believe it was like the second or third game, and that's that's kind of that you make a, a really good point there. Is like whenever we were winning at War Memorial, there wasn't a discussion of whether we were going to play there or not, and especially at that time too, you weren't really talking about. The state deal, it was mentioned every once in a while, but I think anybody that is has followed Arkansas for a long time knew that as long as Frank Burles was living, whether he was the athletic director or not, that was just not going to happen. I had a very strong feeling, and I was very vocal about it in about 2014, 2015. Now, that was before I was doing content creation, but I had said that it's this will not be a serious conversation until Frank Burles has passed away. Now, he unfortunately did pass away. Uh, in 2017, after leaving an extremely long and great legacy on the University of Arkansas as an AD and a football coach, the greatest football coach that we've ever had there. But you look at a at a state since that time. I, I did some research on them since the 2012 when I had mentioned earlier that this started to really heat up, and they legitimately have some of them, not all have compared them to the Razorback program thinking that they are superior. I wish I would have screenshotted some of these tweets that are about six, seven years old. I mean, their best wins were against in the, in the last seven, eight years were number 25 Kent State in the GoDaddy Go Bowl in 2013. 2014, they beat Montana State, the number 18 team in FCS. And then in 2016, they beat the number 25 team in Troy. Their capacity in their stadium is around 30 to 31,000. Mizzou came into town, and they almost beat Mizzou in 2013. They couldn't even sell that program out, or that, that program, that game out. And so what I'm getting on in all this is Ty actually did his Pick Trail Network show the other day, and one his main point was, he said, is to shut them up, which you also elaborated to earlier. And so that's kind of where I feel like that this is overall. Again, I am completely in the middle of this, and I'm sorry. I know that's an extreme cop-out answer, 
but that's that's where I'm at is I think that I don't think in terms of like financially or recruiting wise, it's going to change anything. Arkansas is still little boys that grow up in this state, unless their father were to play for UCA or a state, they're going to want to be Razorbacks nine times out of 10. And that is nothing against you. I love UCA. I spent the majority of my career there. I finished up at UALR. I have nothing but the utmost respect for Little Rock, nothing but the utmost respect for UCA. Eh, eh, A-State's okay. That's all I'm going to say about that. But I, lo- I do love Blake Anderson. think he's an incredible guy, an incredible coach. But at the end of the day, it's still going to be, I, I keep elaborating to this, is that, yes, it will be fun. But I just don't I, I don't see what I, I know. I'm, I'm sorry. I keep going back to this, but I look at the facts overall and outside of, OK, you've checked that off. You've checked that box of playing UCA, your FCS school. You've checked your box of playing a state. I just don't see it having the effect that a lot of people feel that it will. And I'm not talking about you. I'm just saying the general population and overall. Well, yeah, but you can also go the other way with it because, you know, Arkansas State has scheduled UCA and UCA actually beat them and it hasn't changed nothing with Arkansas State, you know, so I think the same, but the thing I'm looking at is, you know, Arkansas State, they should have played Miami, but I think the hurricane or something that had something to do with uh, the travel and they had to just cancel that game out. They didn't even get, have a makeup game, but, you know, Arkansas State has played Georgia, they had Miami scheduled. They've played Nebraska, I believe, and they've played Missouri. So, I mean, all especially now you're starting to dip into these Power Five and SEC schools. It, it's the longer this keeps on going, and I think it just needs to be a one-time, you know, three-game, you know, two at Fayetteville, one in Little Rock, or something like that, or every year in Little Rock for have a three-year deal. And I think that would that would make everybody happy, and then we can move on from it. Because, yeah, I mean, say Arkansas State beats Arkansas one time out of those two. It's not going to change the recruiting. You're not going to lose anything. Now, if Arkansas State comes in and just blows you out, it, all it's going to do is hurt your ego. It's not going to – everybody's still going to want to come play in the SEC. You know, Arkansas still plays in the SEC. So I, that's why I think it needs to happen because I just think it would bring – the state together and it, like you said, the jawing and the sportsmanship and stuff like that. And then, you know, like you said, these people that think Arkansas state's on the, no, even as bad as Arkansas is, there's no way because you're bringing out top wins that Arkansas have beat, even in their worst years, they've beat them 45 to 12, you know? So it's just, I think it needs to happen. I think it would be more, there'd be more pros than cons to it happening because I honestly think Arkansas would win those games, but it would just be the fun of it. Plus you're giving back to an in-state school and like UCA, cause you know, they're playing UAPB. They've played little rock and baseball. They've played little rock and basketball. You've seen the crowds they had down there and Simmons bank arena when the men's and women's played basketball on the same day. I mean, that was a huge deal. It's really cool. So I, th- I think it would have the same turnout because you got to realize that you're not going to get the draw if you bring in Missouri. But if you bring in Arkansas to Little Rock or Jonesboro, they're going to sell out the set. They would they would sell out War Memorial Stadium every every year if they played. Like if they done a three game series, and they played every year in War Memorial Stadium, I guarantee you they'd be forty to fifty thousand people in that stadium. I think that's where we can really come to the same conclusion as as you talked about maybe two to three years or definitely a a two year 
get like maybe I, I think that they should be played maybe one year at Fayetteville and then one year at because uh, I, I, I had one year in Jonesboro. I used to be all, all about we need to keep games in, in Little Rock again for the fan experience, mainly because that's just what that was some of the highlights of my life tailgating and then going into the game growing up. We did that every year from the time I was a kid and really until I graduated high school, the same tickets and everything. I don't know. That's a whole nother conversation for another day. I don't really know the benefits of playing there anymore now that they've upgraded the stadium to the point that they have in Fayetteville. But what that will do, if you at least do the two year series, like you said, that will really just get fulfill everybody's expectations of what this could have been. And either it's going to be a I don't know that it would necessarily be a bust, but it will decide whether, OK, should we continue to pursue this or have we met our quota? Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, I'm with you. I think if they done this it, just for the to get the most out of it, if they do a two game series, I, I think they play game one in Little Rock. And I think they do it like that weekend. Like I said before, you, you got Benton and. Bryant softball on Friday night, and then you have that would be such an electric weekend, you know, have those two games back to back, and then you move it next year to Fayetteville. You know, I think that would be the best thing because if you hype this game up and you say we're playing it game one in Little Rock first weekend of the of the season, I think that would be because you'd be talking about that all. That would be the talking point. We're finally playing Arkansas State. It's going to be game one in Little Rock. I think that would be a huge success and then all right we beat them now we're going to play them again next year in Fayetteville and they'll probably beat them again and then then it would quiet down all the A-State fans well that is uh pretty much the the main topic that we had this week and before we hop off here I wanted to remind everybody now when this drops on Monday this will be the so the morning and then that night Rocket Sanders, who is out of Florida that we had mentioned on Friday's show, will be committing. If you want to uh, follow him on Instagram, I can't remember his Instagram handle. I don't have it right in front of me. But if you want to go to our Facebook page, we posted that the other day of uh, what his Instagram handle is. If you want to catch that, I believe he's going live at 5, 5.50 and will make his decision at 6 o'clock. And Arkansas is the favorite. It's between Arkansas, Florida State, Missouri, South Carolina, and I cannot remember the uh, the other one, but he, he's choosing between five schools. Arkansas does seem to be the favorite. And also uh, we have the draft this week, which of course has been uh, brought down to five rounds out of the normal 50. So uh, quite, <laughs> quite shorter than normal. We have been releasing some of the prospects that are signees for the Razorbacks and some of the guys that are uh, currently on the team that are draft eligible I had mentioned that we were going to try to get all 12 of those out. I don't know that's because of my procrastination that we might not get all 12 out, but we're going to try to get at least the guys uh, that are not on the team that you have not really had a chance to see to get those scouting reports out. So go to our Facebook page, the Arkansas Hog Talk, to catch those. But uh, that will do it for this Monday show of the Hog Talk podcast. Thank you guys, as always, for the support. Reporter Hayes, my name is Kyle Sutherland. We'll catch you next time.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.